Please put up the translations to divinity and divine service. Do you feel better or worse after chanting those mantras? Much better. More better. Ugrashava altogether, Sutta Goswami, the son of Roma Harshan, being fully satisfied by the perfect questions of the Brahmanas, thanked them and thus attempted to reply. Srila Sutta Goswami said, let me offer my respectful obeisances unto that great sage, Shukadeva Goswami, who can enter the hearts of all. When he went away to take up the renounced order of life, sannyas, leaving home without undergoing reformation by the sacred thread or the ceremonies observed by the higher castes, his father, Vyasadeva, fearing separation from him, cried out, Oh, my son! Indeed, only the trees which were absorbed in the same feelings of separation echoed in response to the bereaved father. Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto him, Shuka, the spiritual master of all sages, the son of Vyasadev, who out of his great compassion for those gross materialists who struggled to cross over the darkest regions of material existence, spoke this most confidential supplement to the cream of Vedic knowledge after having personally assimilated it by experience. Before reciting the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the very means of conquest, one should offer respectful obeisances unto the personality of Godhead Narayan, unto Narayan Drishi, the supermost human being, unto Mother Saraswati, the goddess of learning, and unto Srila Vyasadeva, the author. O sages, I have been justly questioned by you. Your questions are worthy because they relate to Lord Krishna and so are of relevance to the world's welfare. Only questions of this sort are capable of completely satisfying the self. The supreme occupation, dharma, for all humanity is that by which men can attain to loving devotional service unto the transcendent Lord. Such devotional service must be unmotivated and uninterrupted to completely satisfy the self. By rendering devotional service unto the personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, one immediately acquires causes, knowledge, and detachment from the world. The occupational activities a man performs according to his own position are only so much useless labor if they do not provoke attraction for the message of the personality of Godhead. All occupational engagements are certainly meant for ultimate liberation. They should never be performed for material gain. Furthermore, according to sages, one who is engaged in the ultimate occupational service should never use material gain to cultivate sense gratification. Life's desires should never be directed towards sense gratification. One should desire only a healthy life or self-preservation since a human being is meant for inquiry about the absolute truth. Nothing else should be the goal of one's works. Learned transcendentalists who know the absolute truth call this non-dual substance Brahman, Paramatma, or Bhagavan. The seriously inquisitive student or sage, well equipped with knowledge and detachment, realizes that absolute truth 
by rendering devotional service in terms of what he has heard from the Vedanta Shruti. O best among the twice-born, it is therefore concluded that the highest perfection one can achieve by discharging the duties prescribed for one's own occupation according to caste divisions and orders of life is to please the Personality of Godhead. Therefore, with what pointed attention, one should constantly hear about, glorify, remember, and worship the Personality of Godhead, who is the protector of the devotees. With sword in hand, intelligent men cut through the binding knots of reactionary work, karma, by remembering the Personality of Godhead. Therefore, who will not pay attention to his message? O oh, twice-born sages, by serving those devotees who are completely freed from all vice, great service is done. By such service, one gains affinity for hearing the messages of Vasudev. Sri Krishna, the Personality of Godhead, who is the Paramatma, Supersoul in everyone's heart, and the benefactor of the truthful devotee, cleanses desire for material enjoyment from the heart of the devotee who has developed the urge to hear his messages, which are in themselves virtuous when properly heard and chanted. By regular attendance in classes on the Bhagavatam and by rendering of service to the pure devotee, all that is troublesome to the heart is almost completely destroyed and loving service unto the Personality of Godhead, who is praised with transcendental songs, is established as an irrevocable fact. As soon as irrevocable loving service is established in the heart, the effects of nature's modes of passion and ignorance, such as lust, desire, and hankering, disappear from the heart. Then the devotee is established in goodness, and he becomes completely happy. Thus established in the mode of unalloyed goodness, the man whose mind has been enlivened by contact with devotional service to the Lord gains positive scientific knowledge of the personality of Godhead in the stage of liberation from all material association. Thus the knot in the heart is pierced and all misgivings are cut to pieces. The chain of fruit of actions is terminated when one sees the self as master. Certainly, therefore, since time immemorial, all transcendentalists have been rendering devotional service to Lord Krishna, the Personality of Godhead, with great delight, because such devotional service is enlivening to the self. The transcendental Personality of Godhead is indirectly associated with the three modes of material nature, namely passion, goodness, and ignorance. And just for the material world's creation, maintenance, and destruction, he accepts the three qualitative forms of Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. Of these three, all human beings can derive ultimate benefit from Vishnu, the form of the quality of goodness. Firewood is a transformation of earth, but smoke is better than the raw wood, and fire is still better. For by fire we can derive the benefits of superior knowledge through Vedic sacrifices. Similarly, passion, rajas, is better than ignorance, tamas. But goodness, sattva, is best because by goodness one can come to realize the absolute truth. Previously, all the great sages rendered service unto the Personality of Godhead due to his existence above the three modes of material nature. They worshipped him to become free from material conditions and thus derive the ultimate benefit.
Whoever follows such great authorities is also eligible for liberation from the material world. Those who are serious about liberation are certainly non-envious and they respect all. Yet they reject the horrible and ghastly forms of the demigods and worship only the all-blissful forms of Lord Vishnu and his plenary portions. Those who are in the mode of passion and ignorance worship those in the same category, namely the forefathers, other living beings, and the demigods who are in charge of cosmic activities, for they are urged by a desire to be materially benefited with women, wealth, power, and progeny. In the revealed scriptures, the ultimate object of knowledge is Sri Krishna, the personality of Godhead. The purpose of performing sacrifice is to please him. Yoga is for realizing him. All fruitive activities are ultimately rewarded by him only. He is supreme knowledge, and all severe austerities are performed to know him. Religion, dharma, is rendering loving service unto him. He is the supreme goal of life. In the beginning of the material creation, that absolute personality of Godhead, Vasudev, in his transcendental position, created the energies of cause and effect by his own internal energy. After creating the material substance, the Lord, Vasudev, expands himself and enters into it. And although he is within the material modes of nature and appears to be one of the created beings, he is always fully enlightened in his transcendental position. The Lord as super soul pervades all things, just as fire permeates wood, and so he appears to be of many varieties, though he is the absolute one without a second. The super soul enters into the bodies of the created beings who are influenced modes of material nature and causes them to enjoy the effects of these modes by the subtle mind. Thus, the Lord of the universe maintains all planets inhabited by demigods, men, and lower animals. Assuming the roles of incarnations, he performs pastimes to reclaim those in the mode of pure goodness. Which one of those verses that we just read is relevant to a person who's entering college after living uh, a life connected with Krishna consciousness in a community that's always hearing and chanting and then going into college, taking all kinds of classes and stuff like that. Which verse is relevant? Um, one of them could be because by regular attendance, the way that we've been brought up, at least in this community, is to come to as many classes as possible. So by regular attendance on classes of Srimad Bhagavatam, as well as rendering service to the pure devotee, like all the devotees here at ISV, a loving service is established. So in the atmosphere we've been raised, we've learned how to cultivate devotional service. That's a good one. Could we see the verse then, please? Verse and purport. Nashta prayishu bhadrishu nityam bhagavata sevaya bhagavatyutama shloke bhaktir bhavati naishtiki. Bhaktir bhavati naishtiki. Can we have it? 
just now only. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. 1 to 18. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Nashta means destroyed. So what is being destroyed and how is it being destroyed? Oma Jnana Timirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Niditam What's being destroyed? Back to the verse, please. What's being destroyed and how is it being destroyed? Bharat? Give him a mic. He's just behind you at one o'clock. Hare Krishna. Um, Hare Krishna. So it says that all that is inauspicious is being destroyed. And it's being destroyed by like rendering loving service onto devotees and the supreme personality of Godhead. Very good. How does it happen? What's actually happening? Let's hear a little deeper into the Shastra, please. Say, Bharat just brought out the point uh, following this uh, Avantika's uh, choosing this verse. She. Uh, said in the context of somebody who's been in a community in which devotees are constantly chant, hearing, chanting, going about their work in the world, but they're associating, serving pure devotee, pure devotees. And then uh, she recommended that verse or thought it was relevant for somebody who's transferring from one world to the next. Bharat gave us this very powerful uh, guidance that nashta, it's, it's destroying those things which are inauspicious within the heart. So what is it that's inauspicious and how is it that they're being destroyed? Give the, give the Shastra and the trail. The, give us the Shastric trail, please. Yes, Prabhu, Sundarananda. He needs a trade in. Um, what is inauspicious is uh, the conditioning of uh, in the mode of passion and ignorance, which results in lust, greed, and anger. And uh, the way to, um, I mean, uh, so the chapter also talks about uh, how we can. Uh, get rid of all these anarthas by, that is by it starts with the version Vata Krishna by hearing about Krishna and uh, chanting the holy names of Krishna then Krishna as a kind and he removes all these anarthas from our heart and what verse did you quote? Vata Svakata Krishna okay, you quoted the next Krishna. verse which explains as you're saying Krishna helps us from within the heart can anybody uh, give a little bit more 
detail about what's actually happening. Anybody can say, oh, God's in your heart. He's, give us a little more detail what's happening. What's inauspicious? How does he clear it away? One, two. Somebody's calling in. They're so eager to answer this question. So the verse number 21st says, Bhiddate hridaya grantish chiddante sarvasamsaya so when we absorb ourselves in devotional service, serving Bhagavatam, then these are the things that happens. Vidyate Hridaya Granthis, the karmic bondage that's like a knot in our heart that gets Vidyate, it gets Chiddate Hridaya Granthis, sorry, Vidyate Sarva Samsaya. So all the Samshaya, all the doubts get destroyed. Shiyante chasya karmani, the, the, the karmic cycle that we have created. Shiyante uh, means, uh, shia means that gets erosion, means it gets uh, uh, destroyed, that also, that karmic cycle. Okay. Batmanishare, when we uh, realize the master in our heart. Probably you were going to say. The 15th chapter, Asanga Shastra and Adridena Chitwa, use uh, the weapon of knowledge and detachment to cut off. Quote the whole verse. Narupamasyeha. Narupamasyeha tatopalabhyate nanto nachadir nachasam pratishta ashvatamenam suvarudamulam Asanga Shastra and Adridena Chitwa tatakparam tatparimargitavyam Yasmin gatana nirvatanti puya Tameva chadyam purusham prapadye Yatak pravriti prashita purani Can you give us a little more out of that? So um, by detachment, asanga shastrena, by using detachment as a weapon, to use it as a weapon to cut off the attachment to the material world. So detachment, does that mean you shouldn't go to college? What about the SATs? Should you study or not? Is that which is detachment? Studying for the SAT or not? Or going to college or not? What would the sages at Naimasanya say about that? Please, Rasika. No? Yeah, go ahead, Malini. SATs or no SATs? No SAT. No? Huh? <laughs> no SAT. <laughs> he had a t shirt, SAT, with a line through it. Okay, go ahead. Prabhu, I was thinking. Sangha Shastri Nadrudhina Jitva, please. Prabhu, I was thinking about um, uh, Srinvatam Swakatha Krishna, Punya Shravana Kirtana, Hidyantastohi Bhadani, Vidhanoti Surutsatam. So, one who has developed the urge um, to hear the messages of the Supreme Lord, Krishna within the heart, cleanses the desire of that person. Like Vidhunoti, he cleanses the desire for all the material sense gratification and makes that devotee um, ready to take the messages. Okay. I'm very interested in this point about detachment, though, because it, it might uh, be misunderstood. We have young people going to college now and so what does it mean to be detached? Is it just two completely separate worlds and you just pretend one is separate from the other? 
I live in a detached way here, and then the other place I, I do it, but there's a cognitive dissonance going on, or is there a way that it's all harmonized to going to off to the university from a community like this? And Srivata has his hand up. Hi, Krishna Prabhu. Okay. Go ahead. So I was just thinking that it is not about not doing anything in the material world, but doing everything for Krishna. So it doesn't matter if it's an SAT or uh, work at, you know, office or uh, anything that you don't like to do also has to be done just because you're doing it as a service to Krishna. And I was remembering karma nevadikaraste napali shukadachana. Just do Could your you karma. Could you do that a little slower, please, and tell us where it's from? Prabhu Krishna says about karma nevadikaraste napali shukadachana. So you do the karma and don't think, don't uh, be attached to the results. So, which is um, not very easy, uh, but uh, you know, with practice, um, we should. Should you say what else is in that verse you just quoted? He said, do your karma, but don't be attached. What else? Yeah, ma karma phalaye turbu, mati sangvatsu karmani. He says that whatever you do, just give it to me. No, he says, don't be attached to not doing your duty. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, do your, you do your uh, karma but don't be attached to the result and also don't be attached to not doing your karma what does that mean so you should just keep doing whatever you do do it for krishna don't be um don't think that I sh i'm not supposed to do this because it's not connected to krishna as Prabhupada says he uses even a dictaphone for krishna the mic for krishna everything in the material world can be used for krishna's service and um, so as far as sats or college or even work, some of the paperwork that I don't like to do at all, but uh, I still have to do it because it's part of doing it for Krishna. It's not what I like or what I don't like. It's just, you know, anything that I do, I do it for Krishna. Okay, let's hear what your son has to say. <laughs> Did you take your SATs? Yes, Maharaj. Okay, what were you thinking? Was there a way in which is connected to your service to Krishna or is it? divided or what's the story I wasn't thinking in a very Krishna conscious way but there is a way to think in a very Krishna conscious way um, I was remembering what Rupa Goswami says of how a detachment that isn't it there's the understanding that something can be used in the service of Krishna and without that the detachment is more um, it's more fake it's not actual proper detachment I'm forgetting. what is the verse anasaktasya vishayan yatarham upayunjita Nirbanda Krishna Sambande Yuktam Vairagya Muchate Prapanchikataya Buddha Hari Sambandi Vastuna Mamukshavi Prutyago Vairagyam Palagukatyate. Could you say what that means more explicitly? That if if something is not seen as if the, the Sambandha with Krishna is not seen in the object, that then the um the detachment is simply it's it's Yukta Vairagya, it's not actual it's not um it's not proper detachment because everything can be used in the service of Krishna, and otherwise, it's it's the understanding that I'm not I'm not to enjoy this thing, and this this thing is to be enjoyed by Krishna. So how do you how do you offer the SAT? Bharat's smiling. He can say. <laughs> Did you take yours yet? Um, what I was thinking of is that like the SAT and like other stuff like that, it helps us with our service to Krishna because it can propel us for our like future and then in the future we can like serve Krishna. So even though like in the moment it might not be like 
specifically serving Krishna can help in the future. Like how? Be specific. Um, like it can give you like stability, I guess. In what way, stability? Uh, like, like you feel healthier? <laughs> <laughs> what is stability anyway? And, and how do you relate it to a verse here? Gita Priya, okay, give her a chance. There is something in this chapter about stability, isn't there? We want to extract it. That you can be, let's hear first what stability is. Go ahead. Um, I, don't, I, I don't think I'll be able to relate it back to a verse, but um, by stability, I think Bharat meant that um, we could, if we do like our SATs and get a good score, we can get into a good college and then get a stable job which um, we and then we can use that to, um, you know, give donations to the temple and like feed ourselves. Yay. <laughs> Do you know she's thinking like this? No, you didn't know. OK, go ahead. And we can um, we can um, we can, you know, start a family and just raise that family up in Krishna consciousness and then continue the movement. OK, very good. Uh, she said that she she couldn't connect it to a verse. The idea was sound, but who can connect it to a verse in this chapter that says stability can live a uh, okay, stable life? Yes, Srivatsa. There's more mics back there. Um, I was thinking about Labho Jiveta Yavata. Yeah, give the whole verse. Kamasya nendriya priter labho jiveta yavata jivasya tattva jigyasa narto yashtriha karma bhi. Break it down. So, kamasya nendriya priter, one should not, their one's love and efforts should not be directed towards sense gratification and material desires. Labho jiveta yavata, but one should try, try to live a long life, stay healthy, and stay stable. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Keep going. But uh, jivasya tattva jigyasa means that one should, the jiva, the living entity should inquire into the absolute truth. Nartho yashcheha karma bhi, and one's activities should all, sur one's activities should all be surrounding this one main goal. Right, so if one is attaining so-called stability, we're just defining it as, as Gita Priya did, getting a good job, Bharat said something similar, and then, uh, Okay, say you get stability, then what? Is that enough? How, how much is st stability? Probably I forgot your name. Adrian. Okay, Adrian, go ahead. Uh, take the mic. Got to speak in the mic, otherwise it doesn't get registered. In the, uh, okay, so fund. I'm thinking that everything we do, somebody said this before, everything we do, we do for Lord Krishna. And so how that relates back to college or work, it's all the same. If we want to offer the most ultimate experience possible to Lord Krishna, then we really have to up our game. So if we're into sports or if we're into science, whatever it is, if we're into sports and we just, we're lazy and we just trot around the field and we're not really putting our, our effort into it, that's the experience you're offering Lord Krishna. If you're a scientist and you, you're in the lab and you're working all day and you're just, you know, you're attached to all this paperwork, these lab reports, you're not really offering that experience to Krishna. So that's kind of my take. First Canto, fifth chapter, please. Very nice. 
Who can give a Bhagavad Gita verse that supports that? What Adrian Prabhu just said. Well, who said that? I can't tell because of the mask. Yes, go ahead, please say it and tell the verse number. Everybody likes that verse. Okay, break it down, Prabhu. Uh, whatever you do, um, all your actions, uh, offer everything unto me. Give the details. I can't exactly. Yakaroshi. Whatever you do. Go ahead, yes. Yadashnasi. Whatever you eat. Uh, whatever you worship, like Juhoshi, uh, <laughs> and whatever you meditate on, whatever kind of austerity. So is the SAT an austerity? <laughs> you can offer that to Krishna, huh? Okay. Well, how do you offer? Let's be more specific. You, you get stable in your life. That's what you're doing the SAT for. And, and getting A plus on everything. And then you get stability. And then what? Let's say you get stability. That's a, a kind of idea that you get stable. Okay, go ahead. Oh, um, Manisha just said it, but um, rem <laughs> remembering Krishna and um, making sure your devotional service is also strong while you're stable. And how do you do that? Rendering devotional service and also maintaining your sadhana. Okay. Serving kind of comes back to what Vantika said in the beginning, right? So that means by regularly hearing the Bhagavatam, by the way, what does it mean to regularly practice? Actually, it says nityam bhagavata sevaya. That means always, doesn't it? So, how do you apply that? If you're getting stable and you're putting your attention here, there, and everywhere into like what kind of things? Statistics, what else? Huh? Medicine, education. We'll give them some, some specifics. What do you? What kind of stuff do they make you read these days? Chemistry. What part of chemistry? All the adults are answering. Well, how come you aren't saying anything? <laughs> you got to do labs, right? Like, what do you do? See hydration. See uh, how hydration works. Chemi mixing chemicals. Bomb making? No? Okay. All right. Very, various different kinds of things. And how are, how are you thinking of Krishna while you're doing that? How might one think of Krishna while you're doing, while you're mixing chemicals in a laboratory in, a, in your college? Offer the results. Um, what results are you going to offer? How are you going to do that? Bring. So if um if you if you're successful in your in your experiment recognize that that actually intelligence was given to you by krishna 
Does anybody here offer their report card to Radha Madan Mohan? You do that? Um, not Radha Madan Mohan, but at home. Um, one time I got a report card and my mom opened it first and I got really mad. Um, <laughs> usually <laughs> I like to offer my report card to Krishna and just so he You offer to, to a picture of Krishna? Yes. Say, please accept the results. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right, so I want to follow up with what Adrian said. He had a, such a nice point. And this is a verse from Narada Muni that, he, that Prabhupada used to quote quite a bit, which goes to this point. Adrian brought up athletes playing on the fields. Uh, whether, what other kind of occupations are there? Soldier. Can that be engaged? You better say yes. We read Bhagavad Gita every day. Okay, what, uh, what else? A farmer. Can that be offered? Where in the Bhagavad Gita does Krishna say anything about farming being offered? Huh? Come on, somebody take the mic and stand up for your point of view. Krishi Gorakshavani Jim. Okay. Can you tell us more what that means and why, how you offer it to Krishna, what it all means? It's the occupational duty of Vaishyas who are um, in the mode of passion. What's the Vaishya? Um, businessmen, agriculturists, farmers. Okay. And so let's say you have a, uh, you're a Vaishya and you're farming. Is that what you do? <laughs> so what is yes. a Vaishya? How does a Vaishya offer it to Krishna? Okay, one second. Then expound and then we'll give it back to you, Adrian. Okay. Yeah, Vaishya uses his energy to cultivate the field and uh, protect the cows and offer a, a produce to the rest of the society. Offer produce where? To the rest of the society for. Rest of society? Okay. And how is it an offering to Krishna? Because somebody has to do that, otherwise, we won't have food to eat. Uh, so they do that part. Is a verse in that in the Bhagavad Gita? Grab the Gita quick, in the and look up that verse. Krishi Rakshavani Jam Vaishakarma Subhava Jam. Isn't there a verse in that section that Krishna says how it's all offered to him by by worshiping the Supreme Lord who's all pervading? That you, if one does one do one's duty. Right. That was. Yeah, please tell us more about that. He says one can um, uh, offer one's own, one can worship the Supreme Lord by performing one's own duty. One's own duty. You're a successful person. How do you offer the results of your work? And what are you thinking while you're working so hard? Because you're, seems to me, developing more than even stability. You, what's your what's your motive? Uh, it's to support the Sankirtan movement. So what? Good example. It's like w working hard, but your main purpose is to become a billionaire, so you can give all the money to Andrew Dunamaraj to do <laughs> festivals even on the moon, right? <laughs> Am I right? Thank you, Paul. Festival. You see one big Hari Krishna festival in every city of the world if it's supported properly, right? That's a, that's a way of offering everything. All glories to all the devotees who are joined online. 
Say Haribol. Haribol. Look at this, Gita Priya looking up verses. She knows where stuff is. Here it is. Um, Sway sway karma nyabhirata sangsidhim labate nara sukarma nyiratasidhim yata vinditi tachrinu. Before I read that, let's hear from Adrian. He has practical experience in farming. So oh, I'm a small time farmer. Just flowers. Nothing flowers. special. Flowers. And what do you mean just flowers? That's um, the most important thing there is. <laughs> it's actually one of the five sacred plants. Um, so it's small time operation. And one thing is that you don't just offer the outcome. I don't just offer the harvest. Actually, I offer the entire experience from seed to harvest. And so when I'm doing my work daily, I'm singing to the plants and I'm telling them how much I love them and how much they are, how beautiful they are, how they're an expression of God. And, and I caress them and I take very good care of them. And as a result, I've noticed the plants respond. They grow more quickly. They produce more beautiful flowers. Um, and then in the end, when I harvest them, I do give them away. I give them out to people in the street. And it uplifts people. And so Krishna is in everyone's heart, right? Ishwara, Jiva Atma, however you call it, is inside everyone. So when you see somebody that's, you know, down on their luck, they have, you know, a long face, a simple gesture like that can really, can really change things for them. It can really turn their mood. Nice. So that's just my experience. Well, that's nice. You put your whole heart into your work, all the different aspects, singing to the plants. So this is the way that one can do that. And then uh, distributing the, not just offering the results, right, but the entire process. And then Adrian talked about ways in which to uh, remember how Krishna is within everyone's heart along with the jiva soul. There's two. Ishvara Sarvabhutanam Brahmayan Sarvabhutani Yantra Rudrani Maya. The Ishwara is there within the heart. He's the overseer and permitter for the Jiva, the individual conscious being. Krishna is an individual conscious being. Nitya Nityanam Chaitanas Chaitananam Eko Bahunam Yovidhatikaman. The Shastra says there's uh, one supreme eternal and an who's maintaining all the plurality of eternals. They're parts and parcels of Krishna. In Gita also, Mamai Vamsho Jiva Loke Jiva Bhuta Sanatana Manakshastanindriyani Prakriti Stani Karshiti. Krishna confirms that all living beings, the individual conscious beings, are my anksas, they're parts of me. Just like the photons that come from the sun, they're part of the sun, but they're individual units at the same time. And this, this point about uh, going out to distribute is very important also. This is mentioned as a process of uh, a loving exchange by Rupa Goswami Dadati Pratigurnati Kuhyamakyati Prishchati Bhunkte Bojayate Chaiva Shadvidam Pratilakshanam. There's a way of exchanging love. You can't just love the air. Uh, there's no exchange there, but you can show love to other people. Iron rod becomes fire. It transforms. Even we can see in physical experiments that particular elements are transformable. They transform one thing to another. So Krishna says the, 
This is the science of Krishna consciousness. Any How would an athlete at the Olympics offer his or her um, uh, occupation to Krishna? Anyone going to the Olympics? <laughs> Prabhu, what's your event? <laughs> so why don't we have any representatives there? I, I was just reminded of this verse, Prabhuji. Uh, Krishna says he's the ability in man. So when uh, somebody is uh, uh, partaking in the Olympics, they have got some special qualifications and uh, it is Krishna's potency. Did you ever see an athlete offer offer something, the, the, his or her ability to God? Yeah, yeah. yeah? let's see. Uh, demonstrate physically how it looks like. Okay, Nirkula is going to show us. Go ahead, Nirkula. You just scored a touchdown. <laughs> like this, right? They go like this. Is that in the spirit? And when you, when you get a, what's good? 185 on the SAT, is that good? That's not good. What's good? 1600. Oh. Maybe, maybe I'm remembering my scores from the SAT. <laughs> What a slip that was. <laughs> no, I, I didn't have the pleasure of taking it, actually. Okay, 2,600. 1,600. Okay, 1,600 SAT, and then what do you do when you, get, when you see the score? You go like this? <laughs> offer to Krishna. <laughs> yeah, you should offer everything. He said, I'm the ability in man, and that... that uh, Whatever you do, you should offer it up to me, right? So can we remain Krishna conscious when we go into college? It's not two separate worlds. There's this world chanting mantras, Hare Krishna, and then there's this whole other world, like different ideas going on, and it's a two separate worlds, right? No. There's a way to connect it all. Okay. Um, I'm going to read you a verse from the um, prayers Narada Muni uh, gives. And in this verse, it's 1.5.22. Shall we look at it? I'll say, please repeat. Idam hipum sastapasa shutasyava. Shushtasya suktasya chabuddhi dattayo. Avichutorta kavibhirna rupato. Yadutamashloka gunarnu varnanam. And the translation, learned circles have positively concluded that the infallible purpose of the advancement of knowledge, namely austerities, study of the Vedas, sacrifice, chanting of hymns and charity, culminates in the transcendental descriptions of the Lord who is defined in choice poetry. Gitapuri, could you read the purport for us, please?
Um, human intellect is developed for advancement of learning in art, science, philosophy, physics, chemistry, psychology, economics, politics, etc. Read the list again, really slow. Okay. Um, art, science. No, human. Do the whole okay. sentence. Human intellect is developed for advancement of learning in art, science, philosophy, physics, chemistry, psychology, economics, politics, okay. etc. Who here is uh, going to major in science? Maybe. How about philosophy? How about physics? <laughs> Chemistry? Psychology? One, two? Srivata? Okay. Gita Priya and Srivata are going to be our psychologists. We should have a little booth out there. <laughs> Five cents. <laughs> the doctor is in. Okay, how about economics? Yeah? Going in economics? Wow. Okay. How about politics? <laughs> Where's uh, uh, Boomi? She's going into politics, right? No? Okay. Um, how about etc.? <laughs> Anyone? What are you studying? Computer science. Computer science. Okay. So because of the etc., it's on the list. Good, right? Okay. Go ahead. Do the sentence. Start for, take it from the top. Human intellect is devo developed for advancement of learning in art, science, philosophy, physics, chemistry, psychology, economics, politics, etc. By culture of such knowledge, the human society can attain perfection for life. This perfection of life culminates in the realization of the Supreme Being, Vishnu. The Shruti therefore directs that, directs, therefore directs that who, those who are actually advanced in learning should aspire for the service of Lord Vishnu. Unfortunately, persons who are enamored by the external beauty of Vishnu Maya do not understand that culmination of perfect or self-realization, perfection or self-realization depends on Vishnu. Vishnu Maya means sense enjoyment, which is transient and miserable. Those who are entrapped by Vishnu Maya utilize advancement of knowledge for sense enjoyment. Sri Narada Muni has explained that all paraphernalia of the cosmic universe is but an emanation, emanation from the Lord out of his different energies, because the Lord has set in motion by his inconceivable mercy energy, the actions and reactions of the created manifestation. They have come they have come to be out of his energy, they rest on his energy, and after annihilation they merge into him. Nothing is therefore different from him, but at the same time the Lord is always different from them. Okay, um when advancement of knowledge is applied in the service of the Lord, the whole process becomes absolute. Read that again. When advancement of knowledge is applied in the service of the Lord, the whole process becomes absolute. The personality of Godhead and his transcendental name, fame, glory, etc. are all non-different from him. 
Therefore, all the sages and devotees of the Lord have recommended that the subject matter of art, science, philosophy, physics, chemistry, psychology, and all other branches of knowledge should be wholly and solely applied in the service of the Lord. Read that again. Um, therefore, all the sages and devotees of the Lord have recommended that the subject matter of art, science, philosophy, physics, chemistry, psychology, and all other branches of knowledge should be wholly and solely applied in the service of the Lord. Okay, hold it right there. So, um, how is it that one could engage the topic of economics? In holy in the service of the Lord. Any ideas? It doesn't have to be complete, well thought out or anything like that, but let's just see some ideas. First of all, what is economics anyway? It's the law of supply and demand. It's, uh, it's all about scarce resources, isn't it? Is that correct? Say more about it. You know what's going on. Yeah, it just has to do with the way like the world runs and specifically the way sorry, the way you mentioned about scarcity and how there are limited supplies, but unlimited desires. Ah. <laughs> You're sounding philosophical. Actually it's a social science, isn't it? Yeah. It's a little quantitative reasoning in there, but it's a social science. How so is it a social science? Um, it has to do with the way that like firms sell goods and all of these different, um, I forgot the word is, like sectors interact with like consumers, businesses, firms, the government, et cetera. Okay, now let's talk about economics, the economics, the social system, economics. Does the world have it completely together right now as far as economics go? Do we have it together as a community as far as our economical systems go? What do you think? Is there room for improvement? Let me put it that way. I think that the way I put it was a little challenging. Is there room for improvement here? Yes. Using your, your learning in economics, what ideas would you generate to uh, just starting with a one community, a community of devotees dedicated to the principles of Bhagavad Gita, connecting everything with Krishna, how would you uh, set up uh, think tank, what would you be talking about in ways to make this a better community using economic study, your knowledge and tools? Talk amongst yourselves. Here, you make a little circle here. Just brainstorm it for a few seconds. We'll come back to you. Breakout room right over here. Go ahead. Figure it out, and we'll get right back to you. Move in. Okay. Hare Krishna. Uh, Prabhu, to me, um, I was just going to quote how um, Manjula Kantamataji actually uses the thought of economics and accounts for Vedic Academy and now Bhagavad Seva. Like she would just tell that we're going to do Gita Champion. Uh, she will exactly calculate, um, you know, you have to charge this much because this much will 
go for juice, sometimes we'll go for food, sometimes we'll go for our, uh, you know, other snack stuff. And then she'll say, okay, yeah. The, the, so each kid will probably uh, contribute about $6 to the Madan Mohan pocket. And I am a science student. Well, I, I don't even know if I do that right. But I was just looking at her, how do you know that we are charged $10, this, this, this goes. So her uh, thought process of um, financing, I think, um, you know, that that made me think that, you know, anybody who's into accounting or economics they, they they're able to make out to make sure that we don't spend a lot unnecessarily spend enough and make sure that temple gets some good okay. let me back okay very practical our um breakout room is broken back in let's see what they have to say hey krishna okay so one of the one of the examples that um, we thought of was just some some like struggle that we face commonly, like on our regular programs, for example, knowing the proper amount of prashadam to make. A lot of times we have extra, which leads to sur a surplus amount or shortages. So using like the law of supply and demand, creating the right amount of prashadam so we use our resources properly without ever wasting the resources Krishna has given us. This is an excellent point. That you came up with in fact we were just reading about it in Giriraj Maharaj's new book and there was a situation there in Bombay where they were making too much prasadam and Prabhupada was just saying that the, the main point is you should learn how to make just enough could you use your quantitative skills to figure out exactly how much to make possibly or get closer okay good what other economic problems might we have uh, to considering it a social science within our organ our small community here that could be solved through the science of economics maybe if we have a farm or something we can cultivate our own produce and uh, supply to the devotee community at least so that uh, you know people out there like these vendors and then they're all making money out of not quality produce whereas we can you know eat healthy and at the same time support the local farming okay it's it's not so easy is it yeah it's not easy i mean when i grow tomatoes i figure they cost about 20 dollars each when i make them <laughs> <laughs> some of the plants don't make it half the produce is eaten by little critters and things like that Vrajananda Prabhu just graduated from the GBC College. He's been thinking about these things quite extensively. Let's hear, hear what you have for us. Hare Krishna. <laughs> um, yeah, we've definitely talked a lot about this in GBC College. Um, one of the things was um, having more... Do they have SAT? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. I think we all took SAT back in the day, though. Um, <laughs> um, one of the things that we talked about a lot was having more devotee-owned businesses. Um, and one of, yeah, there's a lot of ideas, of course. Um, more prashadam distribution opportunities without, yeah, going into too much detail, but um, there's a project that they're trying to replicate a prashadam distribution, um, like a mobile restaurant model that many different temples or devotees could um, 
basically replicate. Oh, it's it's like a franchise or something like that. So basically, like having opportunities for devotees to be able to serve more directly and also make money at the same time and also fund different projects or um, yeah, different devotees who are doing a lot of seva, for example. Um, yeah, one of the issues is a lot of devotees who want to serve full-time uh, aren't able to do that because there might not be enough resources to fund them to do so. So that's one Write issue. all these things down. These are problems that you can solve. Yeah, yeah, actually it's nice if the okay. younger people can f figure these things out. <laughs> well, it's nice if you, when you're taking your classes, then you can look and say like, okay, how, how could I use ISV as a laboratory? You have a perfect place here where you can um, come in and use your leadership for all the different sciences that you're learning and you can explore here. Everyone will give you carte blanche to experiment and see how you can apply these things, right? Okay, you might even get credit at university, I think. <laughs> Special credit. Were you done, Vraj? Um, Okay, one second. We got a couple just in front of you, Adrian. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm more or less done, but I just think that a lot of issues in devotee economy can be solved through having devotee-run businesses in general and keeping the money in-house as much as possible. Um, the Mormons do a really good job of this. They have a lot of businesses, and they employ a lot of their people and you know, there's multi-million dollar companies that come from this and it's able to really, really help them in, in a big way. So, yeah, that's it. We'd like to welcome Rajananda Prabhu and Kumari Saki who have uh, just moved to the Bay Area to express their um, spiritual entrepreneurialism. They're, they're actually fully dedicated just to spreading Krishna consciousness and they're gonna be connecting with the San Francisco project to help um, spread Krishna consciousness in the Bay Area. Okay, go ahead. Okay, thank you all. We have a couple more follow-ups here with this topic. Guruji, I was thinking that we need education system like school uh, okay. here. That's a demand that we have, but we don't have enough uh, devotee school here. Okay. Second thing is also housing. If we have a temple-owned housing or some properties that we could build ar around the temple, so that is something that would help devotees to if you want program. a lot of problems in your life, develop devotee housing. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting a footnote in there as we, as we go forward. Okay. Um, one of the things I, I always think about is how um, when Srila Prabhupada was on the planet, um, he inspired all the young youth who, just like yourself, just um, gave your life completely for the moment with no care about the future. And uh, 
So that's another approach, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you can see how um, the movement expanded so rapidly when there was uh, so much uh, giving. So how do we facilitate that now, uh, uh, especially when... Well, I give a testimonial. I mean, I've never worked. I, I, have, a, in, I have to admit, I've never really worked in my life at a job. I never took a job interview. And um, I've never felt unstable. I'm just saying, of course, you know, there's always this balancing act going on. Like, how do I get stable? I mean, how do you know when you're actually stable? That's one thing. But the less you need or want, and the more that you're dedicated, given Krishna, then, you know, you don't feel unstable. Because if you, if you want more, no matter how much you get, you still feel unstable because I'm only making a million dollars a year. <laughs> and these other guys, they're making like 10 million a year. I'm a total loser. And, uh, and plus, you know, it's not enough because, you know, how am I going to maintain? You can, you can um, incrementally increase your material needs. And, and social studies have shown, do you know about these? the hierarchy of needs yeah maslow's hierarchy of needs and there's there are actually uh, studies that show once you get to a certain level of stability you have enough money for your shelter and the basic needs in life that more money doesn't actually help you and so stability is relative but it can it can become um an endless endeavor in the material world. So from your point about devotees who uh, had the fortune of being in kind of that window of opportunity in, in the 60s and 70s where the mood was <laughs> just and people were not necessarily for Krishna consciousness but for anything. Uh, the mantra was drop out and try to tune in to something higher. At that time it was you know peace and love. But how that would be manifest is another thing. Luck, lucky thing that there was an opportunity to express that renunciation of the material world by going into Krishna consciousness. But I could testify that um, I never felt unstable even when I didn't have money. And I didn't for many years. We didn't, as brahmacharis, keep anything at that time. If you needed something, you just... Um, ask the uh, temple treasurer, can I have a toothbrush? And they would arrange it through a lot of red tape. <laughs> and then in our uh, Grahasta ashram, Nirakul and I, of course, uh, she's put in great effort with her business. She's very entrepreneurial. I had a, a business for 10 years that didn't require me to s stop doing other things in the meantime. but. Um, you know, we struggled along, but never, never really struggled. We just, um, we've, we've always felt stable. What do you think, Nirakula? Can you extrapolate on that? Want to give any details? We, um, we, we've always been taken care of by, by uh, Krishna. Sometimes, you know, we don't know how it, how it will come about and uh but 
Krishna has, has always provided more than I could have um, imagined. I mean, we're not mega wealthy or anything, but we're in one sense, but we're very wealthy in another sense. Right, so there's this balancing point too. It's not like we didn't try, and we didn't try to put our ducks in a row financially. You know, we did our due diligence, but um, we kind of just kept doing our service and then what, whatever would happen. So I think there's a balance point too as far as stability goes, making sure that you do everything that you can do uh, that's available to you without over-endeavoring. What's the verse in the uh, Upadeshamrita about over-endeavoring? Let the record show that they're quoting from the Upadesham Rita Achahara Priyashascha. Which is which of the words is it about over endeavor? Priyashas. Can you say more about it? Because you, you jumped into that very enthusiastically. Actually. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, sometimes we do things um, at the expense of our spiritual sadhana. Uh, sometimes we, at, at the expense of our health, our personal relationships, family and things. So we, there should be endeavor uh, and we should be Krishna conscious while endeavoring for it. But we should also ensure we will be Krishna conscious during our endeavors only if we put, uh, only if we have a stronghold of our sadhana. So This is a good point. I mean, first of all, Bhagavatam says that if you are able to achieve everything that you want, Prabhu quoted it this morning, I think, that uh, don't try so hard for things that are going to come pretty much automatically by, by karma. What, how's the verse start? There's a way, Kalena. Uh, means by destiny because of our past momentum there are certain things that are going to come to us and no matter how hard you try economically to put everything in order uh, pretty much you're going to get what you get otherwise everyone would be a billionaire right so um, remember that that's a balancing point Narada gives us and and Krishna in the Bhagavad-gita be balanced but uh, your point don't over endeavor for things that are very difficult to attain. So there's a kind of balance point. You take care of your economic position and all the other social things too. We can't also neglect our relationships for the sake of uh, being a renunciate, especially if you're a grahasta. Maybe a sannyasi can get away with it and like not be uh, socially integrated as much. But uh, definitely, grahastas, we have to take care of the emotional needs of everybody in our family, right? Say yes. yes. And simultaneously, we have to keep up our devotional practice, and it can't be at the expense of our stability or all the other kinds of th duties that we have to do in our life. What do you think? Okay. Yes, Adrian, you were going to say something. How many people here think Wall Street? How many people here have a bad sentiment about Wall Street people? Or have what? In general, a bad sentiment. 
bad sentiment. Like, how many people think Wall Street is bad? How, how many people here think Wall Street is bad? This is an Wall experiment. Street. Wall Street people. So you have to vote now. Yeah. Hands up, Wall Street. And you can't use bad. the little Zoom thing anymore because you're in the room now. You so, actually have to raise your hand. You can't push the button. Okay, how many here think that Wall Street is bad? Raise your hand. Okay, one, two, three. Don't be afraid. Raise your hand if you don't like Wall Street. All right, that's four, five, six. We've got six people that don't like it. <clears throat> so, I hate to use the term our forefathers, um, but a system has been created for us that allows you to extract wealth, fiat currency. And fiat currency, fiat means like by, by law, by, by dictation, they create more money out of thin air. Actually, they print it. And so Wall Street right. and things like you know the stock market, commodity pools, hedge funds are set up to actually finance governments. Like, for example, Saudi Arabia has a sovereign fund that is used to finance projects, development projects in Saudi Arabia. And so the Bhakti community or the Krishna consciousness community could benefit from thinking like Wall Street. We could invest in things like stocks and ETFs, which, you know, produce 10 to 20% of growth year over year. There's also more highly volatile instruments like commodities and futures, things on um, like currencies, for example. Um, and so it's actually pretty easy. If you know the, if you know the, what, what's the word I'm looking for? If you know that science, the finance system, and you just take time to learn some basic fundamentals. You can actually extract wealth from the market, from almost nothing. And a lot of us who've been working for many years, have a 401k or something along those lines, have experienced this firsthand. So my suggestion is for the Bhakti community or the Krishna conscious community is to kind of think like Wall Street gurus. Because it makes us, it gives us more time to practice devotion and to spread the Krishna consciousness. And it allows us to make more money, which will enable us to, to perpetuate that in the material world, right? The book printing is a, a costly endeavor, I'm sure. I'm sure it costs the uh, agency money. I know Malini's smiling because she's thinking book distribution futures. <laughs> <laughs> I think these are excellent points. There are ways that there are uh, well-trained economists and entrepreneurs who go around the world and figure out how to develop micro-economies. You're aware of these things? Like in other countries, sometimes uh, they empower groups of uh, women in various countries to develop their own businesses, and they got these micro-economies going. And then there's a multiplier effect when you do these things. You know about the multiplier effect. So then, you know, it expands outwardly. And so this verse that we're reading from in the Bhagavatam, uh, in which uh, Narada Muni says, uh, yeah, all of our uh, faculties uh, and careers Everything can be utilized for 
the highest cause, which is serving Vishnu. There's a, there's a way in which in history, you know, philosophy and religion and economics and everything were married and then they got a divorce at some point. And we came into this age of reason where it's like, okay, you guys are over here, we're over here, and then there's this big bloody fight. But actually the two of them go together. Prabhupada used to say that religion without um, philosophy is sentiment. And philosophy without religion is mental speculation. You have, the two have to go together. Like um, one of Prabhupada's godbrothers, who was very poetical and brilliant scholars, once said, they have ruined the moon. They have ruined the moon. What did he mean by that? The scientists said, oh, the moon is just a planet and this and that. But, uh, you know, it's just dirt and, and so forth. You objectify it to the point and looking at it in such a way that it becomes meaningless. How many poems are there about the moon? How many ways in which uh, th does one feel the, the, the moon represents our you know, love for one thing or another? That's as real as the objective observation of the moon. Actually, it's more real because that's what we respond to in every aspect of our life. And so the point is you can't divorce the two things. Otherwise, you basically don't have any fulfillment in life. So there's a way to use every science every study, every endeavor in Krishna service. And we are uh, active. Every one of us has a nature to engage. Uh, Prabhu uh, Govinda Charan Prabhu brought this up from the Bhagavad Gita, that we have a subhava. And, and so our nature has to be engaged. Otherwise, um, uh, we're not just dead stones. We can't just renounce the world, become sannyasis, and, and, and walk off into the, into the sunset. So everything, however, should be used in, in Krishna service. And some of the ideas that, that uh, you're bringing up, uh, you know, just starting on a, a smaller level, prasadam, uh, how to regulate it. Adrian Prabhu brought up all these really great ideas about, you know, um, developing an internal economic system. Rajananda Prabhu also mentioned it, that there are other groups that have thought long and hard about that. For instance, one of the ways I was thinking about it is that well, what if there was a, a more clear transitional point for young people in our community where there's more training, so there's an on-ramp into uh, the world of uh, there's studies plus Krishna consciousness and also kind of an economic support like we have a network so they don't have to go off and look for work somewhere else. There's a way within our own organization that we can do that. You're nodding your head. Please say more about it. There's Utsahan. Wherever we see Utsahan, we find auspiciousness. I mean, uh, if you work for a, you know, bigger companies, like their goal is to make money for themselves. Whereas, you know, if you work in a, uh, say, devotee-run company, even though they are doing the same thing as to, you know, science or math or whatever, computer science, but then, you know, their goal is to serve Krishna, serve the movement. So the whole atmosphere is much different. So if there are such, companies and businesses owned by devotees and it's easy for the youth to be absorbed there and they can still maintain their 
you know, Krishna consciousness. He's, Rajananda is giving his, he's giving approval. <laughs> Sounds of satisfaction and a thumbs up. Okay, I'd like to just get final feedback from our representative sample of uh, um, Vaishnavis, Vaishnavs, who are making a transitional point. It's very interesting for me to watch this whole process and see what's going to happen because, um, I mean, obviously you're all so important to us and we kind of want to hear what you're thinking. What do you think about this? transition and what, what the whole conversation today are any parts of this relevant usable in your life just going in this direction in the discussion you don't have to say anything don't think you have to say anything brilliant <laughs> just reflect back um she writes do you want to go first <laughs> okay <laughs> okay i can go. just expound be yourself and say say what's on your mind Okay, um, so I really enjoyed this purport and how relevant it was. So thank you for choosing this purport specifically. Um, overall about the transition, I do think it's very important to use everything in Krishna's service. And like before that was a phrase that's like, that I thought was very easily tossed around, just tie it back to Krishna, use it in Krishna's service. But really thinking about it, our goal is to establish a personal relationship with Krishna and make him happy by using whatever we have in his service. So the same way that like, um, like parents are pleased when children use like their allowance to buy them a gift, or an art teacher is happy when their like first student paints them a painting, by us using the resources we have to offer something to Krishna that makes him the most happy because it's that same gift being given back to him. Thank you very much, nice. Any other thoughts? Okay, Srivatsa, he's got a mic. Give him one from the back row. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Um, this purport reminded me a lot about um, about how if, if, I, if my activities are not ultimately leading me to be attracted to Krishna, it's ultimately gonna be useless labor, uh, useless labor. And it's, I was thinking about how, like, using everything in the service of Krishna, I've got to constantly be remembering Krishna in order to do that. Or else it's so easy to fall into this trap of thinking that I'm going to enjoy the fruits of this labor, or I'm doing this for this certain, um, this certain material desire. And it was, I was reflecting recently over the last couple of days, and I told only a couple of friends about it, about how it's so easy to tell, say that, like, I care about Krishna consciousness or I'm trying my best to get prema, but in reality I'm not actually putting my heart and soul into it and making it a personal thing, making it a personal thing. And I was thinking about how, how love is in the details and how when someone does those small things for you or is really like, is really able to like get into the details of things, you know that they actually really care. And I was thinking about how, in, as you say, like yogis are as sensitive as an eyeball. And how if one is if I'm able to make my spiritual life super like meticulous and and really get into the details and show Krishna that like I actually care about you, that I really want to like I really want to do this, 
and that's not like uh it's not like an external thing anymore it's not something that's just there for like like i guess like like making a show that i want to like really like i want to get everything right this time um it really will go a very uh long way and that 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 doesn't only work for like my strictly like practices like japa it also works for practices like studying for midterms and and so on thank you for giving your thought process very helpful okay we'll just take two last reflections for, from anywhere in the room anybody would like to make about anything we said today one two okay Maharaj, as you're saying about um, economics, I was actually thinking about um, uh, how we invest into devotees. And as we do that, the results will come eventually, the, the financial results of how I remember uh, how you started Jap Make Japa Great Again. It's, it's, a, it's such a intellectual thought process to start it. I mean, we don't have to understand to participate, but once we particip started participating, we can see the results for ourselves. We feel the inspiration to do more, more service. Uh, the quality of service increases, the quantity of service increases. And uh, other examples, of course, we see how children are growing up to be wonderful devotees. Uh, so I was thinking more programs like that, where we're not thinking about the end result, immediate end result. Of course, we have a goal we want to get out of, but investing long, with a vision of long-term, uh, uh, long-term vision. So I, I was just thinking of more programs like that. So that would be it. Okay. Yeah. Like we talk about return on attention. Where what are we putting? What are we investing our attention into? Where do we get the best return on that? Thank you, Prabhu. Okay, Radhakri Prabhu for the close. Except for, um, you know, when we get the chance. Right after that, I want to hear from Kumari Saki and find out why she came here. I uh, want to hear what's on your mind. Okay, go ahead. Krishna Guru Maharaj, uh, thank you very much for picking this uh, special topic. Uh, in the Bay Area, uh, right now we see, you know, the economy or the way that things are, the salaries are hitting the roof, you know, the housing market. But I think there is a lot of, I was linking the greed. Greed is a bad deal. You know, we think greed is bad. But if we repurpose the same greed to earn more, to give back more, I think then we can spiritualize everything uh, to that sense. So I felt like uh, sometime uh, not utilizing your uh, talent or service because we thought uh, it's uh, over-endowering. But if we over-endure, but for the bigger purpose, I think that greed is justified. So I really felt uh, good after hearing uh, the today's uh, lecture and uh, uh, thank you. That's a good point. I'm glad you mentioned that because we're on a on the biggest marathon for distributing sets of Bhagavatams that we've ever done. Our goal is to distribute at least two thousand sets of Bhagavatams before we get to uh, September twentieth. And we also this weekend have a goal to have at least three hundred devotees go on book distribution. So um, please be greedy towards these goals. And uh, let's employ what Radhakri Prabhu said. And uh, we'll need to, it just everyone needs to do a tiny little bit. That's all. At least a tiny little bit to d do your part for uh, number one, distributing 
actively some books possible okay and number two is uh, we, we need to sponsor and distribute at least 2,000 sets of Bhagavatams possible just say yes a little louder yeah and you can clap too okay we're fascinated Kumari Saki we heard a little bit from uh, Raj earlier and could you tell us so the devotees get to know who you are and the, your presence here in the Bay Area what 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 are you thinking hi Krishna Hare Krishna. <laughs> I'm just really appreciating how wonderfully you've been facilitating this very enlivening and productive discussion so thank you first of all um, but yeah I, I tend to think very systematically and practically um, so I'm thinking about what Brajananda was saying and what you were saying and maybe what, what other devotee was saying and kind of combining these thoughts to keep things in-house and, and to have devotee businesses and then to think about the future of our youth and to somehow make a log like there are so many talented and successful people in this room i can only imagine and so why not have some sort of log and system where okay this this devotee is expert in real estate this person is a doctor this person is whatever and have this sort some sort of log and then connect the people oh i would I'm interested in learning about this. Who, who in my community, who is right here that I can learn from, that I can get to know this, um, this business for myself and try to figure out if it really is for me. And then it's, it kind of takes this um, transitional period like you were mentioning. Um, and it's not like you're being thrown out into the world. You're actually having a devotee who is um, trained and successful guiding you and helping you and showing you the ropes so i think it would be really interesting to have that in this community and all communities really to have that what will we call that project what's the name of it <laughs> go ahead just Wait, we can brainstorm no just give us one now any any name of the project you can help too because you're in the thick of it project dot uh we're just a working title doesn't have to be perfect Okay, it's called Adrian Gave Project Banyan Tree. Project Future Vairagya. Future Vairagya. <laughs> that could be the byline. So Project Banyan Tree uh, has ex extrapolated a little more future. What you mean? Well, I was thinking Yukta Vairagya to use everything in Krishna's service and kind of just playing on words. Okay, it's a project. <laughs> somebody write it down. Project Banyan Tree, and then. <laughs> Using everything and all, all, everything and every skill in Krishna's service, just a working title. And the branding, we can see, you know, the tree networking, and it, it shows the different branches here economics, computer science, for psychology, doctor. Anushree, I forgot to ask you, did you say? They don't what? It's okay. You don't have to know she's yet. In, she's in middle school. Okay. All right. Good. Thank you for inaugurating our project.
Haribo, 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 Haribo. Okay, and Melanie, what else? Tell us what we've won. Fubuchi, um, <coughs> today is the day when we break free from lockdown and we are all going out on Sankirtan. It's Independence Day. Yes, Prabhu. And we have tables set up in different places, uh, one, in, one in Cupertino, Fremont, um, then in East Bay as well. Um, and we have other spots uh, which will be posted on the Weekend Warriors. So we wanted devotees to distribute at least one book to be counted towards the Bhaktivinoda Thakur MSF on offering on July 11th. So we wanted to have at least 300 devotees participate. And yesterday there was so much of enthusiasm. It was so nice to see devotees out distributing books along with kids. So request is today. We have a table. We will have a table outside. If you need books, at least one book you can carry with you and distribute it to anybody you like. And just report in uh, before July 10th so we can count you uh, in the marathon. That's it. Haribo. I'd like to sponsor one set of Bhagavatams for the Bhaktivinoda Thakur. And uh, I was happy to be the first one because we'll have more uh, opportunity to sponsor Bhagavatams uh, coming up. Don't worry, you'll get your chance. We'll make an environment in which everyone can feel like you just pour that ghee into the fire and, and feel satisfied. Okay, and then uh, now we have, yes. Prabhu, uh, Sukeshwari. I would like to sponsor Sita Bhagavatam Prabhu on the most important occasion that Shivatsa got his license and he started driving now. So he can really? take people on Kasankirtan. Always wear your safety belt, please. I know it's controversial. It used to be, anyway. Okay. Yes? Prabhu, um, I would like to sponsor one set of Bhagavatam, um, because Gita Priya said that in future she will give the, <laughs> she'll use her profession to give Lakshmi. That, that must be advance payment from Gita Priya. Acknowledgement and a blessing. Okay, Bhaktivatsal. Super good and getting better. Better than I deserve. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. So I will donate $1,000 for the distribution of the Bhagavatams. Haribo! That's a lot. That's a huge asset. 
Wow, Vishakalila, good to see you. Please. Hi, Krishna Prabhu. I want to sponsor five sets of Bhagavatam and uh, I will distribute it by September. I have some clients who I think will be interested. So whatever donation comes from them will also be added to that. Well, that is really beautiful. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. Okay. Now, oh, uh-oh. Just one set, Maharaj. Yes. <laughs> one set. Radhakripa Prabhu. One set of Bhagavatams. Haribo. Yes? Which I just wanted to announce that um, um, last year we had sets that we could um, ship it to all our friends, relatives, family members in India, and um, by by the intense endeavor from the BBT marketing team and His Grace Vaisheshika Prabhu, we have developed a process where now we are opening our shipping of Shrimad Bhagavatam sets to India back again. So, It's called NAIFTA. You remember NAFTA? <laughs> NAFTA? North American Free Trade Agreement. This is called North America India Free Trade Agreement. <laughs> NAIFTA. <laughs> and uh, Dhaminar Vamsidari Prabhu is just so uh, service oriented and brilliant. And, uh, you know, we put him up to the task, and it was a onerous task. You know, there was a lot of. You know, lawyers involved and negotiations uh, between continents and everything like that. And he d he was uh, stellar in the way he did it. So, uh, Damodar Prabhu is doing amazing service uh, f for ISV even as he's living in India. Hari Bol. Thank you. 